podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. Adventure Podcast Episode 1. My name is Allison M., and I'm going to be the one hosting this, this podcast, which is a Wisconsin Music Ventures production, WMV production. Wisconsin Music Ventures is the music series, the concert series that we run, and um, we would like to expand upon that and bring a podcast to our listeners and growing following that can help uh, raise the bar for musicians in our area and beyond. So that is why we have started this, this now podcast Musicians Venture. Uh, so welcome. Uh, we will be fe- uh, featuring musicians and their stories and some of their music uh, alongside the lessons that they've learned along the way. Uh, so every now and then we will have musicians on here themselves. We'll be also featuring industry experts, uh, maybe legal experts, uh, website experts, performance coaches, songwriting uh, experts, things like that. Um, and then also I'll be presenting my own um, sort of expertise, if you want to call it that. And, you know, based on things that we see coming through Wisconsin Music Ventures events, uh, as we have been doing a lot of different production of events and can't help but to sort of compare what we're seeing uh, from musician to musician and um, think we have gotten to a place where we can offer a lot of different advice to musicians based on that. Um, you know, to, to sum it up, what, what I believe we have on our website and, and Facebook page, the description of The Musician's Venture is a podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. Host Allison M. will interview artists and industry experts and offer insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. So there you have it. Um, so for today, just to get things rolling, uh, I thought I'd just go for a solo show here and uh, offer five bits of, of advice or um, information that you can take or leave at musicians. But these are five things that I have come across through, uh, throughout doing business with Wisconsin Music Ventures that I think it might be beneficial for musicians to know about. The the first thing that I have observed and my team has observed, um, we have uh, three part-timers who work with Wisconsin Music Ventures in addition to myself right now. The first thing is that uh, musicians in general, at least in this area in Wisconsin, don't always seem to really value the website for their business as much as other social media um, while a lot of music a website for their their work, a lot of people seem to just rely on social media as their website. And um, as much as that can work, it's it is. I mean, it's not as professional as you could be. It is so much better um, in presenting yourself to um, promoters to venues when you have a website out there. It doesn't take that much to put one together these days. Um, there are a lot of free options. There are um, very uh, cost-effective options. And then, of course, you can certainly go all out and get get more fancy, expensive versions too. But get yourself a website um, because just having a Facebook page 
to direct people to makes it seem, and this is going to sound, this might sound terrible to you, but either that you don't know what you're doing or that you don't really care about what you're doing. And, um, and I know that's not the case for most people who don't have websites for their band or for their, their musician selves, but, um, it just comes across that way. And it is just so difficult for us as presenters and, and promoters to, um, to show off you as musicians to potential partners, to our own following, um, in a way that really makes you look good. Um, because as we are comparing other musicians, we can say, oh, this is a great band here. You should really work with them. You should really, you should hire them for this event. However, um, you know, they don't have a website like this band does. So maybe weigh your options. But if people are in the business of comparing bands and musicians, which many of us are doing that um, in this work, you know, it, it's a strike against you right off the bat if you don't have a website. Uh, and it's pretty simple to do. Also, social media is changing constantly. Uh, Facebook has been around for a while now, but it may not be. Uh, websites are forever. You can keep that URL for yourself forever. And um, who knows whether Facebook will be around forever, but that resource, your website can be. And it is very easy to update the website regularly with your events. You should be updating it regularly with events. Make sure that does stay updated. Still put the time into the Facebook page. Yes, it does take time to keep all of these things updated, but uh, if you care about what you're doing, that will happen. Um, but it's just, it's, it's very critical to have a website, especially at this point in time. So, so make sure that you're doing that. I can't say that en enough times. And I know I've had this talk with other musicians already. So before, um, yeah, I, I, I should get off of that tangent because I could go on and on for hours about that. Um, the second point, sort of moving off of that first one, um, Facebook is not the end all be all for everything. Um, I know in the music business, we rely on it for a lot, but it is, it should not be your primary form of communication. It should not be your primary promotional tool. It should not be everything for you. Um, it, and, and I think in a lot of musicians cases, it is, um, although a lot, you know, a lot is starting to happen on Instagram, which is, which is great. Um, uh, do make sure you're getting out to all the different social media platforms that there are. But um, make sure that you're not telling people, oh, I don't do email. I, I only do Facebook Messenger as far as communication goes. Um, make sure that you, again, are using a website uh, besides just Facebook. Um, make sure that you're keeping events updated in other, in other places besides just a website, that you're sending press information out besides uh, just doing Facebook events. Um, it is, there, there is more to life than Facebook and there is a following that we all have on Facebook. That is for sure. But there are so many people who don't use it, who don't rely on it, who, especially now at, at this current point in time, it is October, 2020, there are a lot of, um, social justice issues happening in the world. And a lot of people who are going away from using Facebook, uh, because of that, um, I'm aware of some arts organizations who have, um, basically decided to protest Facebook and are not using that, that platform anymore. That is a whole subset of people that are, are just not going there for their information anymore. So make sure that you're finding other outlets. It's not to say that you shouldn't use it. You should definitely still be on Facebook and promoting things there, but make sure it's not the only place. 
Third point that I'd like to bring up is um, appearance matters. And seeing different musicians over time and over doing this concert series now for a little over a year and being involved in other arts events, um, basically my whole adult career, uh, you know, appearance matters, uh, whether it be for website photography, um, social media, or just live performances. Uh, a lot of musicians have stopped really caring about how they look on stage or in their social media. Um, and there are certain genres of music where that is okay, maybe. It's more acceptable than others, although um, I don't think it should be consistently acceptable. And even there, it's, you know, within reason make sure that you're it's fine to wear you know whatever types of jeans and you know within your your punk style or garage band style it's it's fine to have a certain look but but don't look like you just rolled out of bed (laughs) and decided to uh, wake up and play music for for an audience because um it's it just shows that and, and a lack of effort once again Um, I have so much appreciation for the people that I know are putting effort into their full ambiance of the performance, whether it's promotion, uh, assisting with the marketing for the performance, whether it's appearance. uh, There's so much more to the live music experience than just the music. So put some effort into the appearance. The fourth point I will make... um, oh man, this really gets me, is the dead time in performances. Um, as a promoter again, um, as the one putting these events together, I am driven crazy constantly when there are um, events and musicians that I work with that allow for all of this extra space in between songs um, for various reasons. It could be from anything anything between... Um, you know, maybe they had friends at the event who are, you know, happen to be attending and they just want to visit with them to um, maybe they decided to grab a beer. Uh, maybe they are just really taking their time in between songs to um, determine what the next song is going to be. Uh, could be any number of reasons. Um, but, you know, as the promoter, uh, we are we are pay- we're paying you to be producing music to be performing for that full period of time. And the more time that is being wasted, the less likely I'm going to be to hire you for that next event because you're not really making good use of that time. Um, and it, it just drives me crazy when, um, you know, I see, you know, the friends coming to support the show. That's great. I think that's wonderful. But there is time to visit and that should be after the show or at the show break, um, taking extra long breaks. That's, oh man, that, that's also one that really gets me too. So, um, you know, if you're wondering why you might have trouble sometimes getting asked back to certain venues, uh, think about some of these things, because if you're taking extra long breaks or, uh, having that extra space in between, you know, just, just work on, on filling that space with something, Maybe you do need to take a drink or you need to um, converse a little bit to, to schmooze with the crowd. But make sure you're filling the gaps with um, something that the rest of the crowd there in attendance can be engaged with. Um, 
a little shtick. Uh, you can, you know, you can, you can be, use that time to show your personality. Um, you can engage with your, uh, with your friends as well as the rest of the crowd. And then again, spend that time talking with your friends afterwards. Um, they will be okay with that. You're there to perform. You're being paid to perform there. Uh, and then the last thing, which also is, is sort of goes, goes along the same lines as the dead time in sets. I think a lot of times the dead time in the sets is because they, the musician has not prepared a set list. And that's something that we're noticing a lot in our, um, in our work is that, um, a lot of musicians just don't take the time to prepare set lists, and they should. Um, even if you change your set list along the way, if you get maybe requests here and there, that's fine. Um, if you decide to um, go without a list, that just means that there's that extra amount of time that you're taking in between songs to decide what's going to happen next. Um, if you have the list there, ready to go, um, it is very easy to jump into the next thing. And it, it just comes off as very prepared that way. And um, as we're doing performance rights reporting, we're asking for sets list from set list from musicians. And it's amazing how many um, do not have that readily available. And it's also amazing uh, how many have extraordinarily uh, well-prepared set lists. And, um, and those are little things that really show us the difference between um, uh, a, a good musician and a great musician. So again, these are things that are not performance-based. Everything I mentioned right here today is not performance-based. You could be the best musician in the world and, uh, and that's fine. You, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great, respectable thing. We're always looking for the best musicians. But if you have a, a show that has all these gaps in it, um, it's going to drive people nuts and it's not going to consistently bring an audience to the show and it's going to drive your promoters nuts. So these are things that I would suggest every musician can work on if you're not doing that already. I'm sure that many of you are doing these things. I know that many of you are doing these things, but these are just observations that we have made from the Wisconsin Music Ventures end of things, um, either from our own shows or even other shows that I have been to along the way. Uh, little things that you all can um, maybe consider in your um, concert preparation going forward. Uh, so thanks so much for tuning into this very first episode. I do want to say a little shout out to, uh, we have patrons that support our show, uh, to, who support our series. One of the patrons that we love working with that I would like to give a shout out to today is uh, Story Hill Firehouse. In fact, later tonight we'll be doing an event there. Um, Story Hill Firehouse is an event space uh, that is an, a beautiful old firehouse building in the heart of Milwaukee, uh, not far from Miller Park in the Story Hill neighborhood, obviously. Uh, and I asked Janelle over there who owns the business uh, for a few words to say about Story Hill Firehouse. And she said this, enjoy this very special historic 1927 bungalow style firehouse for your next event. The rehearsal dinner, wedding ceremony, reception, reunion, or even an upcoming holiday party is perfect for this space. We look forward to accommodating up to 250 of your favorite people. Your event will be one of a kind here. So thanks again, Story Hill Firehouse, for being a fantastic patron of our series. And um, and we are so grateful all the time for each and every patron of our, our Wisconsin Music Ventures program. Uh, it is the patrons who keep us going. And, um, and we look forward to 
presenting more and more live music uh, headed your way. Thanks so much, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll leave ratings and reviews for us wherever you're listening from. Visit themusiciansventure.com for more information on upcoming guests, show notes, and ways to send us your topic suggestions. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.